0: This is Gene Lance on the Worker's Beat Extra. Okay, I'm talking to Tanya Hernandez of Dallas, Texas. You got very interested in Puerto Rico and you spoke uh, May the 1st at the picnic, mostly about Puerto Rico. So how'd you get interested in that?
1: Well, I'm really not Tanya from Dallas, Texas. I'm Tanya from San Juan, Puerto Rico. I've been living in Dallas, Texas for the last 10 years. So now I guess I'm a Texterican, (laughs) (laughs) but um, I'm from Puerto Rico. So everything that that goes on with Puerto Rico is of, I'm very interested in, of course, because it's my people.
0: Because people around here don't know much about it, do they? Don't don't you find that? Don't you find that Americans don't know beans about stuff that goes on in other countries?
1: Yeah. And um, Puerto Rico is uh, a U.S. colony. So it's like extra surprising because, in theory, it's not a different port- country, but it is. <laughs> it uh-huh. is not because we are a U.S. colony. They say that we are uh, a commonwealth. Uh, it's just, tactics they use to put a prettier name to something that is a crime and so nasty like colonialism but we're one of the oldest colonies in the world Um, is that right yeah we don't have i mean we have a governor like you would have in the state of texas but we don't have a president, and we don't get to vote for the president of the united states either so it's kind of a purgatory because We're neither a state or part of the United States in that way, but we're not independent either. We do have our own flag and our own anthem. And as you, if you know a little bit about Puerto Rico and Puerto Ricans, you do know that the Puerto Rican pride is something like really intense. And so we do have like a really strong cultural identity as Latinos and yeah. Yeah. But we we have been a colony of the United States since 1898.
0: Since the Spanish-American War.
1: Since the Spanish-American War, um, Spain, you know, like everything in history, there's contradictory stories. But Spain kind of left Puerto Rico four months before the Americans invaded. A lot of historians will tell you that they didn't invade it, but uh, on May 12th, 1998, uh, 1998 or 1997, there was a bomb bombing by the US Army. Of I think, I think
0: it's
1: 18, 1898. Eight, yeah,
0: 1898
1: or 97. Now, um, okay. it's either 98 or 97 uh, of 18, of course. And um, yeah, San Juan, the capital, was bom- bombed by the biggest army <laughs> in the whole world. So if that's not an invasion, I don't know what it is. And Puerto Ricans didn't have any arms, like they didn't have any, we didn't have any way to defend ourselves. So um, after that, we had like a military government, like for two decades, approximately. And I think the Jones Act or the Fortaker Law, it basically make us um, U.S. citizens for the purpose of Puerto Ricans being recruited for the first uh, world war. uh, yeah, I, I knew a
0: lot of Puerto Ricans in the, when I was in the military. So oh, they yeah. served in the American military.
1: Oh, yeah. We, we have had a lot of Puerto Ricans shed uh, blood on on American wars, defi- most definitely.
0: And we used to, by the way, we used to go and bomb Puerto Rico all the time. Uh, yes. When I was stationed in Norfolk, Virginia, we would go to Vieques, which I think is part of Puerto Rico. I think it's an island, isn't it?
1: It, it's an island that is a municipality of Puerto Rico. It is. And
0: we would just bomb the hell out of them. And then we would pretend to invade them. And we would drop we would drop like 2,000 Marines off of my ship by helicopter. And uh, they would go in and pretend they were playing war. We would go to Charlotte and Mali and get drunk. And then we would we would go back and get the Marines. And then we'd take them to Charlotte and Mali and get them drunk. And then we go back to Norfolk and start all over again. I don't right. know if they're still um, doing that. I think they are, though.
1: No, uh, twenty years ago uh, there was an accident where a uh, Puerto Rican was killed on a with some bomb or some kind of drill in the on Vieques Island. The Puerto Rican people uh, starting protesting really hard at it. A lot of people went to jail, and people basically took to the streets, and the Puerto Rican people were able to kick out the. The United States Marine from Vieques, and they don't do those kind of drills anymore. They, they don't have a presence on the island. They did left a lot of uh, contamination, and there's a really high rate of uh, cancer um, incidents in the municipality uh, island of Vieques.
0: I see. Well, yeah. you, said it's a, you said it's a territory, but some people want it to be a state, right?
1: It, it is a colony. I don't like calling it a territory. I think it's kind of a um, making uh, it prettier than it is. Oh, we, are New, we are a colony. There has been uh, multiple uh, consultations with the people about the political status of Puerto Rico relating to the United States. Mm-hmm. Most of them, I honestly, there have been so many of them. I, can't, I know the last one, the statehood one, But the objection that we had to that consultation, particularly, is that the participation was really low. Now, on the last electoral elections for governor, the candidate for the party for independence jumped from a historical 3% that they have had for the last, I don't know, 40, 50 years to 15%. So I would say I would argue to that that the political the political views in Puerto Rico are changing and there's a very high anti-american sentiment at this moment because Puerto Ricans Puerto Rico has been gentrified basically and Puerto Ricans we have been uh, priced out of our island and um, a lot of uh, rich people have come to buy property at low prices, and they sell it at three, four times higher than um, than they bought. So,
0: so we know what regentrification is here, where I live. The houses yeah. have like have doubled or tripled in the last couple of years, and uh, yeah. the people that used to live here. This used to be a place for working people to live and now it's a place for rich people to live.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing, Colonna, that's what I have observed as I came here to live in Dallas, that a lot of the traits that I saw on my own people, you know, the oppression, the the repression that we were living, the the marginalization that we were living as a people, I've seen it here in the United States on their own people you'd see it on poor neighborhoods and black and brown neighborhoods and immigrant uh, neighborhoods and working class people neighborhood and uh yeah uh colonialism is not only i think outside of the united states it also happens here oh and uh, most important of all uh, in uh, indigenous people which are the original people that were living on this lines lands have been marginalized
0: mm-hmm. you said that there was more more feeling in Puerto Rico today for independence. You said that the, the vote had, had increased a great deal toward going toward independence. And you also commented that there's a more of an anti-American thinking than they used to have. Do you think that's all through South America? Because I just noticed that yesterday there was a, an election in, uh, in Colombia, and that the, uh, the person that got the most votes is someone that the United States really, really doesn't want. In fact, they're down there trying to do damage control to keep this guy from winning. So is, right. do you think because that's going on all over Latin America?
1: Well, yeah, we've we seen it in Chile. We've seen it in um, Bolivia. Um, they both
0: they both elected presidents that were uh, to more the representative of the indigenous people and yeah. did not like the, the United States nomination more. And right. also... There's some kind of a summit going on. I think there's more than one. And uh, one of them is being put on by the United States. And I noticed that the, uh, the president of Mexico and two or three other presidents said so they weren't going to come. Uh, so they're not just uh, dogs that will come when the United States whistles. And that's kind of unusual. Can you Are you aware of that?
1: yeah i mean it's a long history of american intervention in um in south america in general and, mm-hmm. uh, and honestly to serve american purposes and not it doesn't really help the indigenous people from those places so after years of that i think people have been cutting up and nowadays in the age of information uh, a lot of young people have that, all that information available at the tips of their fingers in a phone or in a computer. And um, I think it's a little bit easier to spread the knowledge of the history that their people have gone through, and they can act, organize in accordingly to that.
0: I know, so, that yeah. I know some countries have elected leaders that the United States disagrees with. Well, really, it's the oil companies that disagree with them. And, uh, and in the case of, uh, is it Peru or Bolivia, that they've got some kind of rare earth metal that uh, Elon Musk wants, the guy that builds the Tesla cars and who wants batteries for them. The lithium and he said he was just going to go take it, whatever it was.
1: Yeah, I think it's lithium. Yeah, that's imperialism and co- colonialism for you. They just think they can't come in and swipe stuff. And I do, I don't think people are taking it uh, sitting down anymore, basically.
0: But, but in your opinion, because you know a lot of Americans, you've been, been living here and working here in Texas for some time. Do you agree with me that, that people just don't know that? People just don't know what's going on in Latin America. Like, for example, I mentioned that there was an important election in uh, Columbia yesterday. And I didn't know anything about it until Saturday, just one day before the election. I found out it was going to happen and then I had to I had to do a Google search to try to find the results. Because right. and, and Colombia, I know that Colombia is like a fortress for the United States. That's Yeah, that's,
1: I was really surprised by those those results too. I didn't see those coming.
0: It was the guy the guy that the United States doesn't like got 40%. And the next guy got 29%. But then all of the all the pro-American people are going to gang up on this on this one guy. So I don't know how the runoff is going to come off.
1: We'll see. But that's pretty encouraging, the, the 40% for the... What is described as a leftist candidate, basically?
0: Yeah, his name is Petro or Petros or something like that. And yeah. uh, you said this is encouraging. So, so from your point of view, you would say that Countries in Latin America and the Caribbean, if they can show independence from the United States, that would be a good thing. Yeah,
1: right? absolutely. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. You think their would, lives- you, would you like? Would you like us, an American, uh, Canada, or Russia, or other nation, intervening in, in, your elections?
0: But but the United States does it regularly, and in, in, right. uh, in those countries,
1: right? Um, and I think you're right. A lot of the people don't know. I think uh, the American people and the working class have been brought to a place where basically we live in a rat race and we're basically trying to survive and fighting so many things in here that sometimes it's... um, Difficult to keep up with all those things that are happening elsewhere in the world. Also, I think uh, media here is designed to that. Uh, the media's co- corporations that control uh, the the mainstream media and the whole messaging. Unless you're actively looking for uh, other outlets that can give you that information, is very controlled. Like I, I used to have Sling TV with the CNN and the MSNBC until one day I realized that it was all all the same they were all reporting the same thing and and i wanted to do, to know other things that weren't controlled by this big media corporation moguls that well, are controlling the narrative
0: how do you do that i mean if you wanted to become <laughs> if you wanted to become more informed about the world's situation if you wanted to get the point of view of other countries or puerto rican point of view or mm-hmm. or any other country's point of view where would you go
1: found a few for example here in the united states i have found a, a podcast called um the socialist program uh has a pretty good analysis um uh in um in youtube breaking through news
0: what about it, tell us tell us sewer, if you ever listen to that yes
1: and uh, that was another one that i was going to mention Telesur is a really good one al jazeera i would recommend that one too
0: i don't um, know if they're right or wrong but I do know no. they're different. I know yes. if, you, if you, for example, if, if you listen to anything about the Ukraine today and you get it from an American source, all of the Ukrainians are saints and all of the Russians are demons.
1: Right. And everything mm-hmm.
0: that, that the Ukrainians do is just wonderful. And everything right. that, the, that the, anybody else does is just horrendous. And right. it's, uh, and you surely people see through that. I mean, there's got to be another side to the argument.
1: Right. And in that um, situation, it's really much more complicated and nuanced for, you know, a news outlet to be defining it, you know, to reporting constantly like these are the bad guys and these are the good guys. It's really complicated and it's really risky, too, because for a time there, the narrative was really pushing into a more confrontative um Situation between the United States and and Russia, and that really puts us all in peril because it, it ba- basically puts us on a uh of uh on the verge of a nuclear war. And I don't okay. think any anybody wants that. And, the verge um, of a
0: nuclear war. That seems that sounds like a good place to stop. <laughs> the the you're going to go on you're going to go on encouraging people to get past uh, colonialism. I assume is that right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, to break the chains.
0: This is Gene Lance on the Workers' Beat Extra.